You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the Common Man's Podcast. Well, I came here for just one drink, and that's all I got now, don't you think? Hey, no, that's right, that's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the line, 1524. All right, we're here with Cross the Line 1524. We're not at the speakeasy tonight. We're at the Lawrenceburg Speedway. Mm. <laughs> so, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. And we're the 15 side, and we're on the 15 we're side. We're on the 15 tonight. side. Tonight. We're in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. And Jeff Montag. Ruben Hutt, and we're the 24 side from Franklin County, just across the border. And we have our special guest up here, Mr. Chad Cunningham. Applause, right? Applause. Yeah. Applause. <laughs> no, thank, thanks everybody for having me here tonight. Uh, uh, sorry, I kind of got with you last minute, but uh, happy that you guys are, are doing what you're doing. Michelle, Dwayne's daughter, uh, told me a little bit about what 1524 Podcast is, and it sounds like you guys are on the up and up and doing good things. Yeah, we're having a blast. I don't know about the up and up part. <laughs> <laughs> we have a good time. Exactly. That's awesome. Good exactly. stuff. So tell us a little bit. Chad is the announcer here at the Speedway. So how long have you been doing that? How did you get involved with it? And uh, what's a, a average night look like here for you? Uh, well, uh Again, uh, this is kind of kind of catch me on the fly here, but uh, I've had this question asked to me uh, several times. So, kind of goes back to I always wanted to be a sports announcer. That was kind of my dream ever since the fifth grade. And how I ended up with uh, endurance track racing really goes back to when I was in high school. I had a teacher that raced three quarter midgets, and he saw me walking down the hall one day in a racing T-shirt and said, "Hey." I live in Cincinnati, Ohio on the east side, and people don't know what racing is on the east side of Cincinnati, Ohio. And he said, hey, um, do you like racing? I said, yeah, it was a NASCAR shirt. And he said, uh, did you know um, I race dirt cars? And I, of course, I said, how would I have known that? So my teacher raced dirt cars. He said, I need somebody to be on my pit crew. I said, okay, well, I got a friend that likes racing too. So that started us going to the dirt tracks in uh, Indiana here, like uh, Rush County Fairgrounds, yeah. yep. Decatur County Fairgrounds. Um, all of those good places and help him um, pit his three-quarter midget car and the cool thing about it is is that kind of turned into they had a track announcer that was there that I just got to know and he kind of said hey um, I'm getting ready to get out of this do you want to fill in for me and I was like oh uh, I'm not sure if I'm ready for that (laughs) well so that was probably about uh, 1999 or 2000 so uh, they turned the gig over to me, and I did that with the UMRA three-quarter midget racing series from like 2000 um, all the way through 2007. Well, one of those races in 2007 happened to be here at Lawrenceburg, and uh, that particular night in August, Dave uh, had reached out to me. I'd never met Dave Rudisell before. We were coming here. I was going to be the announcer for our three-quarter midgets, and he said, hey, my announcer is off tonight. She is somewhere else. Could you fill in and do my whole show? And I thought, ooh. Yes, and I thought this could be my dream come true. <laughs> there you go. And so that kind of started me here. They uh, wanted me back after that, and uh, came back in 2008. And I've been here since 2008, which was right when they went from the quarter mile to the 
um, three-eighths mile configuration racetrack here. And so I'm just, it's a dream come true. I absolutely love it. And um, couldn't be happier to be a part of Lawrenceburg Speedway and the, the Dave and Kim Rudisell. And uh, guy's um, knocking on the window. <laughs> hey, that's one of my crazy fans. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, one of my, one of my fans. Now, when announcers have a fan club, look out. I mean, you know, Someday, I, I got to do something right. But uh, hey, just to finish up really quick with what you were asking, a typical night for me is, you know, we are uh, five minutes away from about 6 p.m., which is when cars hit the track here. And when that 6 p.m. Uh, rings here on my phone, I don't stop. Probably, if you were to count how many minutes I am not talking on the microphone from 6 p.m. until we are done, it's probably an average of 15 to 20 minutes, and that sometimes we're here till midnight. So it gets so very busy. I, here's Typical what I night. figured out: in the off season, if you need to talk on a microphone, come over to the Rusty Nail Speakeasy. <laughs> oh. You'll fit in just right. You know, right. keeping vocal cords tight. That's right. You got to keep those trained vocal cords. Absolutely. And you know, people say, "Oh man, you must be tired." And normally. At the end of a long night, normally it's not my vocal cords that are tired; it's my brain that's tired. Right. Because um, one of the things, and I'm not—I don't claim to be better than any other announcer out there—but one of the things that I find that is most difficult about this job is is to keep your brain going in the right direction and to make sure your thoughts are always going in the right direction. And you know, you you have to think on the fly, and right. sometimes you aren't even thinking about what you're going to say, and it just comes out. So, well, things happen in a split second. Absolutely. And, you, and you've got to decide and yep. tell people what's going on, and and kind of let them know what's happening. Yep. yep. So. Good deal, good deal. So we know you got to get roaring here. So if sometime during the night you're free again, you don't have to knock on the door. Just walk <laughs> right on in. Absolutely. And I, you know, can I get security up here for my fans? That are, yeah, we'll, yeah. Okay. we'll get we'll get our security to escort you down the hall. I'm just kidding. Hey, in, in all seriousness, I, I I apologize that I I didn't get the message sooner. And if I can sneak over here, uh, I certainly will. And and again, I thank you guys for for coming out onto the racetrack tonight, and Dwayne and bringing uh, these crazy characters with you. And uh, hope I you don't guys, know what he's told you about us, but it's not true. <laughs> I won't believe a word. But uh, hopefully, you guys have a fun night and. Uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Sounds great. Right. Thanks, Thanks, right. Thanks Absolutely. Thank you Appreciate for having you me. By. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to Chad Cunningham. He's the announcer here at the Lawrenceburg Speedway, and we'll be right back. You know, it's about time to restock the Rusted Nail Speakeasy with some fine liquors. There's only one place we go for that. When we're in Brookville, we shop at Tebby's Liquor Store, downtown Brookville, Indiana, on Main Street. They have a selection of beer, wine, liquors, vodkas, your seltzers, whatever you want right here in Brookville, Indiana. Give them a shout. Stop in and say hi. Now, if you're out towards Batesville, Indiana, check out Batesville Liquor Co. They've got a huge selection. They're in what used to be a grocery store. Now it's filled with alcohol. They've got selections of bourbons, selections of wines, vodkas, Whiskies, you name it, they've got it. Located in Batesville, Indiana. So whether you're in Batesville or Brookville, we got two spots for you to hit. Check them out. Tebby Liquors in Brookville and the Batesville Liquor Company out in Batesville, Indiana. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524 and that sound that you hear in the background. Mm, the sound that's of a, power. Yeah, that's some modifieds out there doing some hot laps. Yeah, right now. so so Dwayne's the expert here. We got some modifieds out there. Uh, I mean, we've had all kinds out there doing hot laps, and it's been fun to watch. I had the sprint cars just a little while ago. There's something special. So just so everybody knows, <laughs> yes, um, they are. So we're in the press box. Uh, 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 special one of the suites. 
And um, so they have chairs in here uh, to watch. And uh, here we, we had go. to get. Here we go. Pick <laughs> on the short guy. We had to get Ruben a booster chair. He couldn't see over couldn't the see. top of the counter. He's like, guy, he's like, guys, I can't see the cars. Well, I came in and I sat down. like, here's your chair. And I'm looking, at it, and all I could see is the back wall, the back stretch. It was the same else. size chair I'm sitting in. Yeah, just as fine. I'm just fine. Uh, now anyway. my feet don't. My, now my feet can't reach the floor. He's dangling. Yeah. Look, yeah. you think I'm kidding? Look, we'll push you. We'll push you off before we gotta go home. Oh, it's all good, man. It's all good. So we got a lot of you know special guests coming up. Obviously, we talked to Chad Cunningham a little while ago. Uh, we got a bunch of other drivers coming up here, so this is going to be pretty cool. We got uh, a couple guys from Pure Stock coming up, and a Sprint Car guy coming up, and we have our favorite driver later tonight coming up. Yep, she'll be gracing her presence. Michelle Baird. So we cannot wait. I mean, am I right? Michelle's the only female driver here, right? No, there's a there is one other okay. uh, female driver running Pure Stocks. Um, okay, she's I think she's here every week. So there is one Pure Stock driver, but she's the female. only one in her class. Right? She's the only one. Right now in the Currently. Hornets. Okay, right. Um, so, yes. Pretty awesome stuff. It is awesome. So, I'll tell you, we've been blessed uh, to go out, to, to venture outside the speakeasy, to do podcasts in other places. Um, yes, I, wanna, I mean, I want to awesome. thank Dave Rudisell and Kim for, for allowing us to do this here and uh, help promote the Speedway um, and then just share a little bit more about what our part of the country does. So. Uh, anybody out there has racing or if you're into racing look up Lawrenceburg Speedway I mean it's a world famous speedway and anybody that's anybody in racing has pretty much been through here Jeff Gordon Tony Stewart um, you know all the big names have been through here at one time or another Dwayne Bischoff yeah I don't know about that but yes yeah, I've raced here I raced here when we used to call it the bowl it was a quarter mile it was pretty much a circle. There really wasn't a straightaway. You come out of the turn, and you were still turning going into the next turn. You know, there was just kind of a just stay in the throttle the whole time, but it was fun. So after this group of cars, so what are these that's out here now? This is still modified hot laps now. So and looking I, down the chute. That's what I'm see, I see. <clears throat> you see the horn. I see the Michelle Bird card, actually. Yeah, the Michelle Bird. She's always first in line. She likes to be the first Hornet out, so she'll be out first in the Hornets. These guys will run three or four laps, then the Hornets will come out and... This is basically kind of shaking your car down. The problem for me as a racer is the track the way it is right now isn't what it's going to be when you go out there to race. Right. This is trying to get a feel. Excuse me. See if you got something going on with your car. If you change something, you can kind of get a feel of what it's going to do. But it's kind of just a shakedown lap. Cool. Cool. Yeah, you're talking about the history of this race and uh, or this racetrack, and there's a big sign on the wall down here that says they've been racing here for 71 years now. Yeah. So they've been around a long time. That's 1950. longer than all of us have been alive. That's yeah, a long you. time. Yeah, Indi- I even, mean, a- even after my last birthday. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Indiana, if you look at in the racing world, Indiana has some of the premier racetracks in the world. I mean, we've got Salem Speedway just south of here. It's a high bank asphalt. You've got Winchester Speedway. It's yeah. a high bank asphalt just north of here. Gas City. Get well, Gas City. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, they're right within an hour and a half of here. You've got these are three of the you know most well known tracks. Rushville. Wow. Uh, don't they have a track up there? Well, there's a lot of fairground tracks. Yeah. Where there was a lot of racing Do happening, a lot of that but dirt track. yeah. But as far as the premier you know, track, the premier, premier tracks and the big name tracks, I mean, like AJ Foyt, all those guys have been through Winchester Speedway up in right. Indiana, and okay. I yeah. was blessed to race there. That is the funnest track I've ever driven on. It's an adrenaline track. 
you don't lift. If you lift in the turn, you crash. No kidding. Wow. Serious. So that's a blast. Not the sort of like that car that's, on, like fire that car right that's on fire over there. That's not good. That's that, not yeah, good. Yeah. It's not. He's right. got fuel in his exhaust. That is not. Yeah. Good. yeah and I'll tell you what. I tell you what. I've been down here several times. And I'll tell you what. These emergency guys are just and right. They were all right on. I, the driver, are. I don't think even knew. And no, was, he still got fire. Yeah. That's, yeah, they're right on it. Yeah, that's yeah. not just fueling. His, he is out of the car now. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking on that, Davey is blessed to have probably, I'd say, the best safety crew in the country here. And they're not, you know, this isn't a NASCAR. This is a guy. It's a local HVAC company is the guy right. who runs it. And these are his crew that do it. But, I mean, they got their own jaws of life. He has his own safety trailer back there that he pulls in. Two, two excursions. He's got an ATV, a side-by-side out there. And, I mean, they're on top of it. They are all over it. So yes. I, I know for some of our listeners, this podcast is going to be a little bit different because not what we normally do, normally do. We hope you enjoy it. We're going to have a little bit of fun. We've got some Facebook stuff going on right now, Facebook Live, and uh, Little Chief, I guess, was watching what's going on here. So he wishes he was with us. So it's all good. It's a good I time. I think there'd be a lot of people wishing they're with us. Yeah, especially. Well, how hot is it outside right now? About 85. 85. And it is humid out there. It it's horrible out there. I'm freezing in this. It's like a fridge. We're, we're in a sweet. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get spoiled here, I tell you that. So it's funny because this morning I told Mary, I said, man, it's going to be hot tonight. And I said, we're going to sweat our you-know-what's off. She goes, I know. We get here. And then uh, I haven't told her yet we're in an air-conditioned suite. She's out with Robin grabbing a bite to eat. So we get here and they put us in the suite and I'm like, man, I should have wore jeans. <laughs> I know. I almost told Robin. I hope she brought something warm. She'll be in a blanket. Work. Yeah, no kidding. Well, they can always go down and sit with Dodie. She's down with the grandkids. Yeah, they out. can bounce back and forth. Yeah, they get a little cold here. They can go down. There. Yeah, they can go warm up. Well, I'll tell you what, Jeff. When I got here, Jeff said you might want to pay attention to that vet right behind you. He's right. That- you can hang meat behind me. I'm telling you, that air's cold. So if you I ain't complaining. Up, I ain't, hey, hey, there's, there's, I, I ain't uh, complaining. There's a couple thousand people below us. I wish they were here. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Don't say that too loud. Yeah, exactly. There may be a new Reuben Hunt come in <laughs> after our next break. So yeah, so Dwayne, you guys were getting into the the history of racing in Indiana, and so it's a it's a big sport here in Indiana. Of course, you didn't even mention the. Uh, Indy Speedway. What well, can yeah, you Indy. say? Yeah, you know? oh, of course. I mean, yeah, it I is the about hallmark that. of, uh, of, of well, going fast, right? Well, the Indy right? Speedway and IRP, which is now Lucas Oil, I guess, right, racing. Right, But, yeah, uh, Indy Speedway, I mean, that yeah. is the predecessor of all these tracks. So, yeah. Crazy, crazy. All right, so it's quiet on the track right now. Yeah. But lined up. Oh, here she the comes. first one out. It's you our favorite driver. It. She's got a new color car. It's orange. Oh, Looks like there the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Number 15. Looky there. There's a proud daddy here, too. She named, yeah. she numbered Looky that car there. after my last truck I raced. So. Is that right? Yeah, that was where she got the number from. There you go. Pretty yep, cool. So, yeah. so how many hot laps did they do? They usually get three or four laps here. And like I said, she likes to be the first out so she could get out in front. And she can really run then. Pretty much doesn't have to worry about anybody passing her. You don't have to worry about anybody slowing her down. Or slowing her down. Either now, way. I'm, I'm looking well, at this fi- 509 car. He's got the old Dale Earnhardt Wrangler <laughs> paint job going does, on there. Yeah. 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 You'll see it. There was one guy down here had his painted like uh, toys. Um, I can't think of the name. Uh, here she comes. She racked that baby up already. Oh, yeah. She's on it. Once, see, they get, on, once she hits the back stretch, she sees the green there yeah. before she sees the green here. So she's going. 
as soon as they turned that light on. I'll tell you what, I enjoyed She's watching her race that last I was here. She was just on top of it. But if you watch the car in third, that's the number two in points right now. And you see if she, if he can catch her. And she won't. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good friend of ours. That's Gary. But yeah. when she gets out in front, it's all over. You aren't going to catch her. She yeah, sets I mean, her pace. She, she's moving on. Yeah. She is. Yeah. yeah it's. Uh, so they're just out here running this right now, just to get a feel for the track, get the car warmed up a little bit, make it, sure make sure it's handling the way it's supposed to. Right. This gives you your chance to make any changes you want. But like I said, the problem. So is, she's about ready to lap three cars. Yeah, here. she's coming. Yeah. If she had another she, lap. She'd have lapped those three cars. Yeah, she would have. Yeah. yeah. So, Dwayne, give us a little uh, knowledge about these type of cars that she's driving here. Well, this is the Hornet class. It's a front-wheel drive. Um, it's the beginner series class, but this class has turned into something that was never dreamed of becoming. Um, there's $10,000 Hornet races now. Wow. Um, but around here, it's basically most of the cars here are Cavaliers, Chevrolet Cavaliers, fire, uh, Sunfires. It's the most common car to get. The parts are cheap. It's easy to build. You can build a lot of horsepower in it, fairly reasonable. But these cars started out as, you know, basically we're supposed to be it was supposed to be a stock car, junkyard car, knock the windows out, put a roll cage in, and go racing. Well, now we're beyond that. There's safety hubs in them, which at this track you need um, because the right rear hubs like to break and then they flip and roll. Which is did she not break one this year? She broke yeah. one two yeah. races ago when I was racing the Hornet Nationals and I was in front of her and her right hub broke luckily right. luckily where it broke it was out of the turn so she didn't flip or it could have flipped and totaled right. that car so but it's basically a front wheel drive car um it, you drive it completely different than what you used to so when i first time i drove it when it started to slide i let off the gas because that's what you did with rear wheel drive well this is front wheel drive so when your ass or your rear starts to go around you've got a gas right to well, go to, to pull, to your pull yourself right. yeah to pull your front forward so it's a different car to drive and it, you um, know it's it's funny watching them in a the turn because i was watching it that rear end likes to raise up on them don't it oh they're sliding yeah. the they're rear sliding, is, yeah. the rear is yeah. is drifting around yeah. but you just you have to drive out of it um the last week last time i raced a guy was trying to spin me and he hit me a couple times but i've driven enough that i learned that once they hit you you gas harder yeah. and you just drive out of it and that's what i pulled out of it and he didn't spin me but um but they're front wheel drive cars i mean the few races ago she broke a tie rod in and hit the wall the guy behind her his speedometer said 73 yep. when he went into the turn into the so turn, right. they're, they're fast hornets could run with the modified or with the pure stocks which are v8 cars so these aren't slow. They're 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 getting around the track. Okay. So I think I told you guys the story when I was in 4H and we, we had a dirt track race on Saturday night and it rained. I had my so they needed the vehicles on the track. So it was this track, but not this track. Yeah, it was so the bowl. It was the old we bowl. We the bowl. So there's these big four-wheel drive trucks out there, and I pull my Plymouth Horizon TC3 Sport Coupe out there. <laughs> so it was front-wheel TC3 Sport, Sport Coupe. Coupe. So it was front-wheel drive, though, and I, man, I was blasting by people. You know, they'd go up high, and I could zoom, because I had learned to stay in the gas, because that car was fun in the wintertime. You'd go out in parking lots in the that snow. That front-wheel drive? Oh, yeah, because you could, you know, you just kept in the gas. And look, I had so much. It must take me three weeks to get the mud out from underneath that, though. <laughs> you didn't get it all out. Then, no, even. no, I don't think so. You clean mud out forever. There's never, you never get all the mud out unless you tear the carpet down to nothing. So, 
So, Dwayne, you're saying uh, years ago this was a smaller track, and it was a what quarter mile? It was a quarter mile. It was still a pretty high bank for a, for a small track. There was no walls, so if you went out in the turn, you just went out, and hopefully you didn't flip. But went out you in just, the parking lot. Well, no, you just kind of went out, and there was a distance between the the outside of the bowl and the fence. Okay. And generally, nobody hit it. Most of the time, you just you you launched out of the bowl, and then you you caught it and you would get back in the track at the other end yeah so these cars out here now some of them look like i could just take my dad's monte carlo and put a roll cage in and yep. be ready to go well that's yeah now we're in a pure stock like number 55 yeah okay that's, that that looks like pretty much the body of the car that's as close to a stock you one might as have you one can of them get. out back yeah, <laughs> yeah you yeah, that, that is. That's what most of these look like. Yeah. They're Monte Carlos. Well, Carlos, they, right? they're they're based off of that. They have a. They right, use so, the front and rear. So number sixty two is burning a little oil. He is burning a little oil. This was the beginner class before the pure or before the Hornets came in and. and uh oh, yeah. I think we got yeah. a head gasket out over oh, there. Oh, there's think, a bad one. Or we got a motor blowing smoke, up. Yeah, smoke, something, yeah. Big something going on there. But this class was the beginner class. It's supposed to be. It started out as basically like you were saying. This was take your dad's car, knock the windows out of it gut it out, put a roll cage in it, and go racing. And that's what guys did. Now, what you see going around the track, these are stock frames, stock front ends, stock rear ends, but most of these bodies have been made out of sheet metal. They're no longer... Right. So why wouldn't this guy just went out just over there off, yeah. and get off the track? Because he likes to aggravate the heck out of everybody else. I would... I Racers and fans say the can same thing. Can we get thing. him up here so I can no, we ask that question? <laughs> Hey, dummy! <laughs> yeah, you. I can use my uh, uh, what he attitude done. when people deliver from yeah. home. De- you know, he depot was a, delivery. What he should have done was get down in the inside and get out of the way. Let the racing continue. It's it's hot lap, so it doesn't matter anyway. You, he broke. Come back out to fight another day, but right. just get out of the way and let these guys finish. But no, these cars now these are not no longer beginner cars. These are very expensive race cars now and. You except know, for 55 except for 55 yeah but <laughs> and literally just our uh, looks like a crown vic doesn't it it's a fit it's number it, 55 put on with duct tape yeah that's kind of way they all set up right but yeah most mo, but most of these cars are monte carlos i mean that was the standard i think there is a there is a ford crown vic out there i think that 55 is a crown vic. i think it's a, yeah i was gonna say i think so, you're yeah. correct because there is a crown vic class so now, do you right? know who that oh he broke is? a drive shaft i see the safety oh, clear carrying yeah. a drive shaft so yeah. that'll do it that that'll stop you pretty quick yeah, yeah. so, yeah, these, this, so uh, as opposed to um the the type of car that michelle's driving these are rear wheel drive this is rear wheel drive yeah. but if you looked at speed and time if you took, she could run with these speed and time, but it would be dangerous as heck because these guys are sliding more. So yeah. it's a different style of racing, so yeah. it would be dangerous. Gotcha, but, gotcha. But time-wise and speed-wise, she could run out here and run right with the top cars, which is kind of crazy because these are V8s. These are all V8s, a few hundred horsepower versus hers as a four-cylinder and maybe a couple hundred horsepower. So I think... If if what I've seen here is we've got four different classes of cars here tonight. Yeah, right tonight we'll be running sprints, modifieds, hornets, and the pure stocks. Okay. Occasionally they'll bring late models in, which is fun. They'll bring wing sprints in once or twice, mini sprints. Um, there's I've a heard few, that's uh, the wind sprints, or wing sprints are the ones to watch. The said. mini sprint is mini the sprints. one to come watch. Okay. Oh my goodness, 
three, four years ago, I watched the best race I've ever seen down here. It was it was excitement from from the moment they threw the green flag. It was crossovers and slide jobs. Wow. And, and it was clean though. It was good good drivers running a good hard race and it was it was amazing. A lot, so of, that, a lot so, of young guys in that too, right? Oh yeah. yeah so that's young. a that's a car that looks like the sprints we saw tonight, but they're smaller. Just smaller, really? yeah. Yeah. Going just about as fast. And on this track, they had as you, the fans can't see it, but right now what we call the cushion isn't moved up the track yet. The, the track is about halfway up to the top. By the time the night's over, the sprint cars and the modifieds will have moved that loose mud all the way to the top. I'm, I'm predicting um, because it's it's a kind of a dry night. So the track's going to get faster and faster as the night goes on, and it's also going to get bigger. So the big cars, the sprints, they're going to be running around the top of this track tonight, whereas the Hornets will be running around the middle, and the mono, and the Pure Stocks run about the middle too. So the last time I was down here watching uh, Michelle race and you race down here, um, the the walls were so covered with mud. So this the wall down here in turns three and four is kind of like that. And they came, the, the the crew comes out and takes a broom and and puts angle stripes. They just sweep and put stripes on. With on it, it with the mud. Yeah, they take with a shovel. The mud so so that they can see the wall. Yeah, so you know where it, the wall it is. It just kind of dis- if you look if you look you know I know it's people disappeared. listening yeah. can't, you, but you can't hardly see that wall on that end. Yeah, no. imagine driving down that back stretch at ninety miles an hour and, you and you're trying the, to and judge. You can't see the wall. Yeah, you're trying to judge when you're supposed to turn and you can't right. see where the wall's at. Yeah, those yeah. those stripes are a savior. You, yeah, I it's bet. Amazing how much better it is. Especially to see. especially once uh, once it's not light outside. Once, once, yeah. Once, once it's dark. And we talked to, uh, mentioned about ages. The uh, sprint car class, there was a 16-year-old running. Yes, yeah, see, I, I say they do better because they don't have brains yet. <laughs> I agree. I mean, man, they got big yeah, just, yeah. just think of the things no we did back then in a oh car. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Is, if your dad uh, handed you the fastest car in the world and said, here, son, go drive as fast as you can. Uh, yeah. We would, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing, yeah. I mean, in my mind is they have no responsibilities. I mean, they may have a girlfriend, but the girlfriend, they could get another one. Sorry. Oh, but, I, yeah. Yeah. Camaro. No, but I mean, there's a Camaro. Yeah, there's a Camaro here. There's, Camaro, yeah. there's the only Ford running. That's Adam Jones. He's going to be up here as soon as he's done with hot laps. He's coming up here. I got to say, right, he's good. got one of the coolest looking cars. He does. Yeah, he, a Ford it? Tortoise, huh? No, it's a. Get uh, it? No, Thunderbird. 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 But yeah, Adam's a good guy. He's uh, he's actually going to be giving that car to a vocational school. Um, to rebuild, and he's going to go help teach them awesome. about racing and about cars, suspensions. Awesome. That's great. So he's going to be up here a little bit, and he's supposed to be bringing a couple kids and the teacher up here to talk about the program that great. they're doing. That's awesome. Well, he's definitely faster than the two cars in front of him. Yeah. And right, that's a bone stock motor he has in there right now. He blew his other engine up. Didn't have the money to rebuild yeah. yet, so he put he's a stock got a, engine in there. He's got a good pull, and he's pulling away. Yeah, he's got a good, smooth yeah. car. He just needs some good luck. <laughs> yes, a lot of these cars you see him bouncing, and he's yeah, just real he's smooth all the yeah, way around. Yeah, he's done a lot of work to get the suspension and everything set up on it, and that's the key in these is is getting them set up for dirt. You just don't realize how hard it is to to get a car to turn around a corner on dirt when you're you know when it's sliding. That's part of the setup. Good deal. So I, I don't want to uh, bore our listeners because all they hear is talking about cars going round and round, <laughs> and they can't see them. It's sort of like watching golf on TV probably for them. Right. Except we're not talking real low. Well, Adam just went off there the track. Goes, there so. goes the 20, 272 car. And he's 
he's about ready to go on the mound of There he goes! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, my God! So, for Cross the Line, 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with... Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Monta And Ruben Hunt. And we'll be right back. Top Sale Hemp provides affordable CBD and hemp products that help alleviate pain and ailments due to arthritis and inflammation. According to a poll conducted by the Arthritis Foundation, 71% of all patients reported CBD improved their ability to sleep, while 67% reported improvements in their physical function. Top Sale Hemp has something for everybody, from CBD pain cream to oils and more. Find your peace and relaxation using Top Sale Hemp's proven lab-tested CBD products. They can be found at TopSaleHemp.com. Use discount code 15 24 to get your 10% discount today. Top Sale Hemp. Go check them out. It's going to get harder to hear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. And Ruben Hunt. And we got a special guest up here, Mr. Adam Jones. Very nice to meet everyone tonight. So the track announcer here, uh, Chad Cunningham, was just talking about something pretty spectacular that you're doing. Yeah, you know, what what got me, I've been into racing. You know, people ask, well, how did, how did you get into it? All right, so my brother um, got into it when I was 10 years old, 9 years old. He had a 73 Ford Torino, and I have a picture of myself when I was 9 years old uh you know just changing a tire working on the lug nuts you know not really doing anything because i was nine but i'd been with my brother who just went to races at queen city speedway um and and uh and and that's how i got my that's how i got my lesson um was just going going to races going to races with my brother i've been doing that for 20 years uh maybe 20 25 years and always working on the race cars and i said you know what uh I don't want to be on my deathbed saying I wish I would have driven. I never right. did. And that was my impetus. I asked my daughter. I brought my daughter to Lawrenceburg Speedway. I said, hey, what would you think if Daddy did this? And she said, go ahead. And I said, okay, I don't need my wife's permission with that. <laughs> there you go. There you but go. that's the education I got. I, I had 20, 25 years in the business Great. Uh, and learning firsthand. And even then, there was stuff I wish I paid attention to or skills I wish I had that I didn't. I was 39 years old when I tried to teach myself how to weld. And when you've got a race car, that's that's just a basic skill. So then I thought, okay, I've, I've got the car, um, and i got a great relationship with Butler Tech. So why don't we bring the two together? Uh, so we're going to, to get, get my car to Butler Tech. We're going to work with those students to create a, a motorsports education program. We're going to have their brilliant auto tech and auto collision students working on it. They're going to tear it down. They've got a car to work from. So they're not doing it from scratch. Um, and you, you've got a driver who's got some experience. I don't know everything. But what I don't know, I, ha- I know enough to find someone who has the answer. That's great. So long answer to your question. I'm sure you can edit that down. Um, <laughs> but uh, So we're going to work with that program with Butler Tech to get these career tech students, these high school students, working and building a, building a race car and getting that education that I didn't get and I had to learn the hard way through 25 years of experience. So what that means is in the next couple of years, you're going to have some young guns that have a lot more education than you did back then on the racetrack. Yep, that's that's the goal, hopefully, hopefully. Well, and even if they don't get on the track, there's 
there's careers in racing off the track. I mean, every NASCAR crew has a whole field of engineers, mechanics, all behind the scenes to get that one guy to go around the track. So it could be a career opportunity down the road for, for a young guy or a young girl um, that you just don't know. Absolutely. And not even just the... Uh uh, just the mechanical aspect, but you've got business in it as well. You've got right. IT. You've got uh, so you know I'm blessed. Sales marketing. Sales and marketing. I'm blessed to have a sponsor with Bellflex Staffing Network uh, that does light industrial in, in ten different states. Uh, you know it was the business acumen that allowed me to develop that relationship with them and get them bought into the sport. Now they'd been fans, but it was a matter of how do you sell them on? Don't sponsor me so that I can drive a race car. What is your business value at? What are your goals right. and objectives? And how do you tie that into racing? Those are the things you can learn and apply as well. So it's graphic arts. It's designing a car. Right. So there are many different disciplines that the kids from Butler Tech can bring to this. Right. So who do I have there with you? Who do I have here with me? Um, Put the headset on so you can hear there. There you go. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, Emma Osborne. A little closer. Yeah, oh. stay up to the mic so we What's can What's your name you. again? Emma Osborne. Emma Osborne. Cool. So are you excited about what's about to happen? Oh, yeah, definitely. I've been going to these races since I was probably like the age of 10 or younger, and I just love going to them. It's exciting to get to actually work on the car also. It's a great opportunity for us. Awesome. That's great. Awesome. So uh, if I can ask, you're getting excited about starting working on a car. What's the particular part of the car? Is it motor? Is it suspension? Or is it graphics? Is it layout? What part is it? Uh... Since I'm an auto body, I'll probably be working on the out, uh, the out part of the car, right. like all the framework and uh, body panels, body yeah. panels, shell. yeah. yeah. It's great. Cool. It's great. So, so he needs to be very nice to the car this last race, right? <laughs> yeah. So he doesn't yeah. create too much work? Yeah, I got nervous earlier. I saw the two cars going near him. I was like, oh, no. I really don't want to get my dolly out. <laughs> now, now, real quick, I do want to say when I toured Butler Tech, I learned they do have a frame rack. So, they, <laughs> so we're going to make these students get a real education. There you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Emma, uh, Butler Tech is associated with your high school, right? Yep. So, what high school do you go to? Uh, I go to Fairfield High School. Fairfield, great. great. Fairfield, great. Ohio, for our listeners out there. So, yeah. what grade are you in? I'm in, I'm a junior this year. Junior. So, you've yep. got a couple years potential to be involved yep. with this, you know, with the car. i got a couple yeah. nephews go to Fairfield High School. Yeah, that's, cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Cool. Cool. So, so are there a lot of a lot of your classmates that are involved in this particular program as oh, well? Oh, yeah, definitely. They're... At Butler Tech, we're all like a family. First day of school, cool. we all became family. We have this like group chat and everything. We that's all great. act like we know we've known each other for years. Well, that's good. That's great. You know, one thing about it's not only learning at school, but you're learning a life lesson. I mean, everything you yeah. learn about a car, you're gonna learn mechanics. You're gonna learn every upkeep. You're gonna yeah. learn. You're gonna learn mathematics. You get to tune in engines and yep. stuff. You're gonna understand compression and and that ratios and things like that. Right. Just gonna take you beyond where you even realize right now. Yeah. And uh, well, these guys, the guys standing behind you, will tell you that. <laughs> well, in the world is, I'm I own a garage and you know and the side by sides and stuff. So the world is is shy of tradespeople yeah. in, in all kinds of trades. So um, it's exciting to see young people coming up and excited to get into it. Mm -hmm. um, so it's gonna it can lead you anywhere you want to go. Uh, just yeah. a matter how much how much work you want to put into it. So sky's the limit. Um, and you're going to be one of the people that's going to be in demand. The mm -hmm. IT people and stuff, When as everybody's pushing to those four-year degrees, just keep your ears, your eyes focused and go with what you want to do. You'll have a job. You'll, have, you'll be making a very good income, and mm -hmm. it's, it's going to get nothing but better for you. Yeah. So. 
you know, I like the fact that you're you're representing the female portion of this. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Yeah. And it's a great field for you to be in. So, awesome. Emma, do you come down to this track for races a lot? Um, not this particular one. This yeah. is the first time I've ever been to this uh, racetrack. Okay, so there's a young lady we root for down here. Uh, you may have heard of Michelle Baird. Yep. So uh, her dad's sitting right there in front of you. <laughs> so, so she's a, she's a fan favorite. She's certainly our favorite. Yeah, yeah. she'll be out here track. in the morning here in a little bit. <laughs> cool. So who else do we have there in the background? Let's switch your headset so she can hear. It's going to get noisy again. Okay. Sorry, sorry for our listeners when it gets real loud. The sprint cars are on the track right now. Right. So. Yeah. Hi, I'm Marnie Durham, uh, Assistant Superintendent with Butler Tech. We service 17,000 kids a day. Wow. Um, We take a Butler Tech class, one of the largest um, in the state of Ohio. So we're happy to be out here when I found out what Adam does. Um, I grew up with a father that bought cars, fixed them up, revved them up, and got rid of them. So we didn't know if everyone was coming to our house for the three girls or for the cars. Yes. We, yeah. we were there. Everybody was there. Were so. you, well, you were in sales, right? <laughs> so we were pretty excited um, when Adam said that he would help us out and come um, work with our students on a regular basis to enhance his car. And then we want to get him back out here um, with a lot of other people. Awesome. I'm just looking at whoever somebody's out there yeah, taking a video. Student out there, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so what? What else? What other? What other uh, fields does Butler Tech cover in the school? Uh, I mean, I know there's more just the auto body and mechanics. You know, you name it, we have it. Um, everything from mechatronics to construction to IT. We have an equine, vet tech, really? landscaping. Wow. Nice. Awesome. Um, so, so Anything. just pretty much a, it's a just a trade a good trade school which is like I said every one of those is in need yeah. right now yeah so we yeah. you know this group we talk about that on our podcast uh, off and on frequently about the the shortage of, of trades people yeah and, and everyone uh, figured out during COVID who yeah. they needed right? that's, yeah, that's exactly right. yeah absolutely uh, you needed a plumber and electrician all, and so all of yeah. us all, all of us. four of us yep. yeah we're all, all four of us more, yeah, yeah well we're. hopefully this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship um, yeah. that you're hiring our students. Our students are coming out to watch what you do and listen to what you do Great. because everybody wins in that situation. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So we appreciate what you do too in driving that Thank from you. your end. Uh, we, in fact, we need more, we need more people like you to help support and push yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. It's a lot it's of fun, awesome isn't it? It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good to see somebody excited about it, and yeah. it looks like you really enjoy your job. It's not Love just it. a job; it's something you. It's a passion. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember any it. of our assistant superintendents <laughs> being that. Having that much fun at school? No. Well, we were usually getting yelled at. Well, that's right. We were, we were there in the office for other reasons. Were you guys in the back row? No, no, not really. Well, we were in the front. They made sure they knew where yeah. we were. Here's here's something too. You know, you never know. Cross the line could come to Butler Tech and sit and talk with everybody too, and yeah. get some input after this is yes. going on, and get a little more feedback uh-huh. about how it's going. Take a look at the car and get these kids involved even greater. Absolutely. We're all about that. Love yep. to have you anytime. I'm already ahead of you. I'm <laughs> going to get her. Yeah. <laughs> I figured you were. Alan's thinking the producer yeah. behind us. So. Come play. So good deal. So we we got the cars back out on the track. So it's a good time for us to take a break. Yes. First of all. We want to make sure we wish Adam good luck out there on the track. Yes. Yeah. He's our man. Yeah. So I, I know there's a lot of people rooting for you. Hopefully after the race we can get you back up here. Uh, so I said hopefully after the race we get you back up here, talk about how the race went. Uh, I know you're going to be – it's going to be crazy down there. So 
just how it works out, it works out. Yep. We definitely thank you for coming up here tonight. Be my, awesome. Be my pleasure. It's an honor. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me here. And I do use gentlemen fast and loose with this group. <laughs> yeah. uh, but thank you. With any luck, we'll be doing a remote across the way in Victory Lane. That's so right. Like, there you go. Safe, safe, safe racing to you, sir. Thank yep. you, guys. Thank, thank, you. thank you very thank much. Thank all of you. Thanks, Emma. Take care. Thank, thank you, Emma. We'll be right back. We all know there's nothing like that taste of fresh honey. It's pure as can be, all natural. Check out Hoosier Creek Farm right outside of Brookville, Indiana. You can find them on Facebook at Hoosier Creek Farm. Learn a little bit about beekeeping, what it takes to get that fresh honey. And remember, how do you know it's pure honey if you don't know the beekeeper? Hoosier Creek Farm. Proud to be one of our sponsors at Cross the Line 1524. All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. We're not going to announce ourselves. No, We've done it enough tonight. We know so who we are. We have an, another special guest tonight. We have Mr. Josh Moffat. Josh, how are you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? It's we're nice doing and good. Really good. Nice and chilly in here. <laughs> he's, he's up here sucking up some yeah. AC. That's the only reason he volunteered to talk. I just need a beer now. <laughs> well, we can well. switch up. <laughs> Davey didn't hear it. He, he yeah. can't hear this for three weeks. So. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about what kind of car you drive. I drive a, a non-wing sprint car, and uh, I've been racing sprint cars since 2004, and uh, won three track, track championships down here. I've uh, got rookie year and you got USAC Silver Crown Series and um, this is my uh, stomping grounds at Lawrenceburg Speedway so it's always fun and uh, something I always look forward to becoming an old man in this sport so I gotta figure out how much longer I can do it. <laughs> there you go. So where, do, where, where are you originally from? I'm from Columbus, Indiana. Columbus, Indiana. Oh, All right. Yeah. Indiana Josh, guy. how old are you? I'm uh, 41. 41, okay. Yeah, you are getting to be an old man I'm in an old man. Yeah. car series. Yeah. yeah. I got my walker and everything sitting outside the car. <laughs> so so how many years you've been doing this now? Uh, I've been doing it for, what, about uh, since 2004, so what, 17 years? 17 years. Nice. Long time. So did you just jump right into sprints? Or? Yeah, I did. I was always around him. My, my father painted any cars when I was a kid, and uh, he did some sprint car racers, and and so I just got hooked on sprint car racing, and we used to help out a team with Pete Abel. And then uh, he was uh, retired from that deal, and uh, Kevin Thomas, not the one you see racing now, but the, the old USAC uh, veteran, and uh, we helped him for a while, and then, then it was my turn to finance something stupid like racing. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing like jumping into a sprint car, no, nothing to warm you up, you know, nothing else, just, hey, let's go. Nothing. I just, I just been around it so long, I had a, a general, general idea, but when you strap in one of those things, you feel it, it, it makes you uh, appreciate uh, everything in life other than that because you're like this thing could kill me <laughs> well we watch you go around the track and it's freaking if that doesn't put some adrenaline running through you enough in the world it sure does it definitely uh i guess you'd be call us racers adrenaline junkies and it definitely gets the blood flowing you i tell you what you can come to track and you can feel like crap like under the weather and you get running a, a tight race heat race or a feature and you're painting like a dog out there but you forget about how sick you right. feel Right, right pretty awesome so you know after you race if you want to come up here and uh, cool off you know where we'll be at <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding so pretty uh, nice. josh got an idea how fast is that are you going around that track roughly oh man i know that's uh, probably right now we're probably averaging 
close to mid 90s mid average. So I'd say we're probably 118 down the straightaway. I'm guessing. I mean, on a dirt track. Yeah, and that's fast for a three eighths mile. I mean, it's tracks we go that, you know, like Eldora Speedway, obviously is fast sure. half mile and stuff. And and uh, fastest I've been was in a Silver Crown car at uh, Ducoy in Illinois, and I Whoa. think we reached speeds above 160 down the wow. straightaway. Yeah, I've raced there yeah. too, and yeah, the Arca trucks. Awesome. That's that's. That's a scary. Heck yeah, being on dirt, going wide open down a, that long straightaway yeah. is crazy. Yes, and this guy right here, Dave Rudisell, he's my hero. <laughs> 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 we, we've been buddies for a long time, and and, and uh, I remember I heard rumors about him getting this racetrack, and I was like, "Who's this Dave guy?" And he approached me, and and uh, I instantly uh, became like close friends with him. I was like, "Well, that's pretty cool." But the only bad thing about it is I don't get any favoritism. I think it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So Dave Rudisell just walked into the off, into the uh, studio here with us and talking. Yeah, he's the race promoter here at Lawrenceburg Speedway. So all this is because of him, good or bad, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, Josh, you, the, the stripes we were talking about earlier, explain it to the people that the, where they cut the stripes in the wall. Is that do you do you notice those? Or do you notice if it's not there? It, I don't. I can't really say because. Or because you've raced here so much, you know where yeah, you're going. You it's know not the just turn. that. I think you can still see the contrast. And plus, I'm goofy enough. I'm going cross-side, so it doesn't really matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question for you. Have you ever got to the point where you thought, man, it's time for me to get out of this car? You got scared so much at one time? Uh, there's been a couple of instances where you, you pray to Jesus, yes. So, I mean, I, I would sit there and be lying to you if, if it didn't ever scare me at one point where I question okay. why, why I still do it. I mean, it's just part of it. And most of the racers I've talked to, they've all had that, that sure. experience. And there's sometimes this, the track could be... Um, sometimes I, I'm just not up to it, or I am. It's like sometimes around here, it gets up against the wall, and we're going to create a little rate of speed. If you make a little mistake in the sprint car, you hit it, you flip, and it really makes you appreciate, you know, the way the track is like tonight sometimes because it's not so mentally taxing. And right. sometimes those nights, you, you're sitting in a lineup shooting, and, and uh, you see like the b main let's say and you're in a feature and you watch those guys do that and it just it psychs you out so sometimes you gotta get in your head like you can't be afraid of this you just gotta right. go do it so right it's part of the program well i can tell you the first time i saw a sprint guard go around live i would thought what in the world are these guys doing it is the craziest thing i've seen and i enjoy it i do I, I mean, it's amazing how fast how you can jump speeds that quick coming um, off these curves absolutely absolutely and it's like the, these cars are all direct drive you know 850 horsepower no with, kidding with us in the car it's 1400 uh, pounds so the power weight ratio is insane and uh the acceleration is, is just like drag cars so right. and what we could do in the corners it, it's, it's a pretty amazing especially like uh even like wing sprint cars they're going another two or three seconds quicker a lap and right. it's just amazing i ran some of those stuff and and I tell you what, it makes your knees knock when you run. I bet. I was going to ask you if you've ever run a wing, and what's the difference in it? it I have. Do you notice it? Oh yeah, you know it's a difference. You can hustle a lot more, but the thing is, is, is it still takes just as much of a driver because things are happening faster. But you, in the slick, it's just like normal cars. You still have to pedal it and, and not just blow the tires off. And you start to just search and hit moisture and hit your lines. And the only thing is, is uh, the reaction time is a little bit different. Right. So and you talk like this is your home track. It, here in Lawrenceburg, yeah, and but it's not the only track you race, right? How many how many races you run a year? I used to I used to run around thirty, but now I'm down to about fifteen twenty. I wish I could race more, but I tell you what, here in the last five years, I've been having some issues with engine failures or 
I get tore up and, and you have to rebuild a car so you miss a week or two and we've had a lot of rain outs here in the last handful of years and that's very weird like the rain pattern always falls in on the on, on a Saturday, Saturday yeah <laughs> and sometimes you can uh, go venture off and go race somewhere in Ohio or Illinois and you look at the weather and it's like Oh, 80% chance of rain. I'm not going to drive five hours for that, and they still get it in. You're like, man, right, yeah. so, uh, Do you have any kids coming up behind you that you think are? Uh, uh, I don't have any kids personally. No? Okay. There's some younger kids out there who are in the sprint cars with us. They're pretty okay. damn good now. <laughs> yeah, I watched the young guy run last time, but I, you know, it's always good to ask, what do you see in your future? You know, is bringing someone along or, or yeah. just staying in the sport? Uh, I'd like to stay in the sport. I want here, not too far distant future, I want to uh, become like a, uh, a career chief. Great. And uh, pass the experience on to a young kid. Yeah, and just try to help coach him and spin some wrenches. And I've uh, talked with several people about maybe them own a car or I own a partial car, and, and we get some young gun up here and, and see if we can do some uh, destruction. Do That's a little great. damage. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So my day, I can understand my days are getting over. My father is getting older now, and financially, financially you know, things change and stuff. Oh, so. yeah. I know I just take it year by year anymore. I used to I could look ten years down the road, but now I'm like, hope I can get through next year without retiring. So we'll see. Right? Yeah, the sport's not getting any cheaper. No, it's not. It's not. It's not getting any easier too. No. So, well, the guys are getting the equipment's getting better. The the cars are getting faster. So you can't sit back and relax on what you had this year and expect to be at the same level next year. Absolutely, and the tires change, the setups change every year. So I mean, that's one thing that intrigues me about racing in general is that you always go to the racetrack. And there's always somebody that sets a marker different each year, and except for the last two years, it's been Nick Milby. But you always have to figure out the different edge, and what you did last year don't work now. So it's a, it's pretty cool in that aspect. But in a way, it's kind of like I just want to be lazy and just run. <laughs> That's <great. laughs> I just want to go around circles. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I tell you, I've been down here uh, the second time this year and watched the race, and I enjoy it. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely on the seat, edge edge gripping the entire time. Uh, oh yeah, I like all the cars, but there's something about that sprint car that scares the crap out of me. <laughs> so I said the other day, I come back from the last time I was here, I was like, man, what do I got to do to like rent a car for like twenty ten laps, man? I got to do that you by myself though. <laughs> One kidney. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny because you were, you were doing the hot laps. And the last car is trailing behind everybody. I'm like, man, that dude's slow, but he's still like twice as fast as I'd ever think about going. <laughs> well, I got to tell you about my first experience. We, uh, I remember we put the engine in the car, and we came down here. Is the old quarter mile, and I had tears in my eyes. I'm not gonna lie. So we run hot laps, and I didn't know what I was doing, obviously, and. and I got lapped by a guy named Chris Coors three times in a hot lap. <laughs> but although in the B main I passed one car, so I felt like super there you go. There you go. Did you spin out in hot laps? No, I didn't. Well, see though, so you did good. That's not yeah. bad a first time out. Yeah. But Make it around the track and get it back to the pits. Oh so man, I tell you, I mean, I just went like half throttled and it scared me. I was like, holy smoke. So you re you'd rather refer to his eighth place than not last, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do that. There you go. <laughs> So do you have any sponsors you'd like to, like to thank that you, while you're up here? Yeah, I have a great guy that stands behind me, and it's my engine builder, Roger Williams. He's the Williams Precision Engines. So he does an awesome job, and he, I'll tell you what, man, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to do it. And uh, Orville Wright, he, Orville Wright Racing, he's uh, an entrepreneur, I guess you could say. And uh, 
God bless Sam. He helps me out quite a bit. He's, he owns 50% what we have, so pretty cool guy to be able to step in and do that. He doesn't have to do that. You know right. I mean? And uh, Brad Bennick at Momentum Racing Suspensions, he does my shop program, and, and he does a lot for what about lost sprint cars and all-stars and some USAC stuff. So he uh, – he, I hired him there once while I wrench my car, so I always study, always tell you, like pick his brain a little bit, and he teaches me a lot. So also he helps with my driving too. And uh, <clears throat> I have Hoosier Tire; they help me out a little bit, and I really appreciate them. Um, who else? I know I'm missing that. My buddy had a he has a B&B Stables. It's a horse racing program he has, which is pretty cool. They race a lot at Shelbyville, and uh, he jumps on board and helps me each year now. So. I have a pretty neat little niche there I'm pretty proud of, and they're all good buddies, so that helps right. even more. Well, that's awesome. what you need. I mean, every every driver, I mean, to keep going, you've got to have some some sponsors and support in the back. You Absolutely. Know, unless you just got one big checkbook. Yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big truck payment in the house. <laughs> so what do you got left here tonight yet? You got just the feature for you, or you still have a heat race to run? Uh, we ran our heat race. We uh we ran fourth in it. It is a loaded heat race, oh. and uh, we qualified too good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so <laughs> put a second row. But I'm so happy we're doing this qualifying deal because it, it makes it – you get what you deserve. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, the feature here, we're going to start 10th. So I think we can squeeze up uh, at least a, a fourth or fifth place. There so you go. Awesome. Hopefully, maybe we can go win this, dude. You never know. Yeah. You yeah. can't we'll count be it out. Before you can't sure. win if you ain't yeah. out there. So that's you know, right. you're out there, so that's the first step towards it. Exactly. I really appreciate you guys having me on, man. Thank no, you. Very you have a safe for race tonight. Thank safe. you. Thank Good you. luck. Guys, meeting you guys. You too. You too. Thank you. You know, there's nothing like having a little beef jerky to get you through the day. Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky made right here in the USA. 100% USA beef, gluten-free, MSG-free, no added nitrates or nitrites. Do you know how beef jerky's made? Well, it's simple. It's from a cow staring too long at Chuck Norris. Just kidding. Stanger Sugar Shack Beef Jerky, no MSG either. We've got a ton of flavors. Come check us out at StangerSugarShack.com or on Facebook at Stanger Sugar Shack. Your place for beef jerky. Be sure to use coupon code 1524 to receive a special 15% discount for our listeners out there. Stanger Sugar Shack is in no way affiliated with Chuck Norris, nor is he affiliated with the cow that stared at him way too long. All right, we're back here. At the Lawrenceburg Speedway with Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, and Ruben Hunt. And we have our our most favorite driver. Absolutely. And, and her name is what? Michelle Baird. <laughs> there she <Woo>! is. <laughs> so you got done with your heats out there, and, and you're ready to, to run here in a little bit to race race, right? Yeah. So where do you know where you're going to be at in the lineup? Uh, should be starting six, so third row outside. Third row outside. Ah, cool, okay. cool, cool. So it's a, it's a um, now we're watching cars come out again. So this is the last race of the season. Yep, last one for me. So are you excited? Are you are you racing to win? Uh, well, yeah, I would love Could, to win tonight, especially with you guys here. Because if Absolutely. you ain't first, you're last, right? <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, 
coming into the night sixth place in points so it's a nerve-wracking night um trying to bump up into the top five in points this year they did a special um into the season top five in points get a special bonus um so it's they're going to draw from the top five drivers so i really want to push to get up into the top five obviously so i mean for our listeners how many races did you miss this year missed one totaled my car in one and broken another so three races and still in sixth place in points that's, that's where yeah, i was going with that good stuff so yeah yeah and one race missed completely so that's zero points and then two where it broke you still get some points but yeah not not what you sh- not what she would have had so <laughs> i'm gonna i gotta tell the story here so she walks in here and we haven't talked a lot about it here <laughs> it's been cold in here we're in a we're in a suite here and it's a little chilly she walks in, and about the same time she walks in, the air conditioner goes off. And Ruben goes, man, they get warmer in here? It feels hot. And Michelle goes, it's because I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell that story. Yeah, they were telling well, it. You know, that's the way it goes. No holds barred here. So what's racing next year look like for your family? Um, not sure for me yet what we're going to do. Um, we talked about just having fun with it next year. So I've always ran down here for the points, um, trying to push every week to be here. And we haven't had a good year. Um, I mean, I've finished top five in points, and I'm hoping to do that again tonight. But kind of want to just have fun with it next year. So we might take the car to other tracks, um, tracks that we've never been to before. Or we might end up down here again. I'm not really sure yet. Um, but Dalton did get the pure stock. So sometime next year, that'll be out here running with these guys. Cool. cool. So this year you've had some ups and downs. You know, we, we, we've talked about it a little bit is, you know, you hit the wall once. Yes. Uh, that was probably uh, the roughest, right? Because yes. you, you injured your foot and then and missed a race for that. Yes. Uh, but then you bounce back. You bounce back and we were down here. You know, Robin and I were down here for that race. Yep. And you bounce back and you win the feature that that uh, that ne- next race. That was just awesome. Yes, I said it's been a roller coaster of a year as far as emotions and just the success that we've had and the downfall that we've had this year. So started out the year brand new car, car drove great. We were getting better every week. Uh, finally got my first win in that car. Felt high on life. Come out the next week. Um, with a cool helmet that my husband had done for me that I didn't know about and totaled the car that night. Um, so then that kind of put us at a standstill, you know, what do we do? Hurt my foot, ended up in the ER the next morning. And then it was kind of, well, are we going to be back out or not? Then come back. Um, I was told not to race by my therapist, uh, by my physical, physical therapist, but I came back down for the night of destruction night one in the enduro race which was 50 laps laps. so won that so then you know felt really good especially coming back from the previous race that i had done um and then breaking for the hornet nationals just kind of took me down a notch again especially that was my birthday weekend Um, but yeah (laughs) yeah here we go. <laughs> so, and, and you've got to but, you've got to race with your dad a couple times this year, right? Yeah, and I've beat him. Yeah, not that yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, but did, it, she it, did break. It, that was my camp. Yeah, yeah. It did take it, it did take the matter. car to break. It doesn't uh, matter. Uh, I think yeah. the, last, so, the last race I said, Dwayne, Dwayne was with you. He was sitting still in the back stretch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was. <laughs> 
That yeah. was somebody who decided to make me sit right. still. Right. So, so our listeners need whoa. the dwell. Whoa. 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 He's heavy in the wall. Oh, hold up. Hold up. Oh. oh. That's whoa. not a good place to hit. No, it's not. All right. So, so anyway. We, gotta, no. we have a number one, one, one flag. We're going to slow wall. things down here. But um, Caution out. So you got to race with your dad a couple times. And down here at this track, you know, for our listeners, you know, Dwayne is Dwayne, but down here at this track, <laughs> Dwayne is Michelle Baird's dad. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. So They'll know about my racing career. I'm just yeah. Michelle's dad down yeah. here. So uh, that's yeah, usually, fine. I always hear, is your dad racing this weekend? No, just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Well, it looks they like that guy, guy's all right. He drove off. He yeah, did he drive off, didn't he? He drove, up, drove off the tracks. So. More than likely, he broke a right tie rod or something yeah. on that side because it just turned him into the wall. He couldn't pull off that wall, it looked like. Yeah. No, no, it steered. That's kind of what happened to Michelle, but his broke on a straightaway instead of in a turn, which is a blessing. So. Yeah. Good deal. So uh, while I'm here, I mean, Dwayne and Michelle. Michelle, you got two young boys. Yes. What do you see down the road for those two young boys? <laughs> hey, and I know that's a while down the road. Stress but you know, Papal just laughed. Uh, Stress and gray hair. Stress and gray hair. I mean, uh, Papal's money. Oh, yeah, Papal's money. We're talking about yeah, what? Yeah. So Papal. I see Hudson racing a, a Heisen strike. Oh, there, there you go. There okay. you go. Hudson right. racing go. a strike. So we actually went over to the Lawrenceburg motorcycle track last night. Uh, first time the boys have ever been to the motorcycle track. A friend of ours, his son, was racing for the first time ever. Um, so we went over there to watch that last night. And as soon as we got there, Dalton said, Brayden, are you want to race a go-kart? Brayden goes, uh, no, Dad. So he's like, well, Hudson, do you want to race a go-kart? Hudson goes, yeah, I'll race one tonight. That's awesome. So we asked Brayden if he would crew chief for his brother and Hudson race, and Brayden said absolutely. So Dwayne called that out several podcasts ago, which one was the race. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forming the team. He has no fear. He has the attitude of a racer, um, which you got to have. But he has no fear either. Yeah, it's funny. He's my little mechanic at the garage. Every once in a while, he comes to the shop with Michelle. She works for me, and I'll come walking out of the garage, and I'll see Hudson with a piece of cardboard and a flashlight underneath <laughs> one of the Heisens. Just and he's working on it. He's, he's working. Fi- on he's fixing them for Papa. That's so awesome. He's funny. So uh, Wicked Coin has uh, his title name after the famous racing cartoon, right? The Hudson Hudson Hawk. Hawk. Right? Yeah, yeah. So he was actually so. There's the Hudson Hornet on Lightning McQueen. Yeah. But then we were actually down at the Dome Race, which is a really cool race. It's back when Dalton had his modified. Um, It's indoors in an arena, I think is what it was. It's in St. Louis. Um, And we were down there. I was pregnant with Hudson. And we were watching. And there's actually a racer. His name's Hudson O'Neill. And he was there that night. And we were trying to figure out names. And I looked at Dalton and I said, if Hudson wins tonight... We're naming this baby Hudson because I liked the name Hudson. Awesome. So Hudson won that night, and that's why we have a Hudson. Yeah. So <laughs> does he know there's a child out there because of him? <laughs> I don't think he knows that. <laughs> oh, that's funny stuff. Good but, deal. yeah, Hudson will be a determined little racer. He, yes. he, he has the attitude for it. He'll be fine. Yeah, well. He, He's Daddy ready. just keep piling up the money so you can get him in the good stuff. Uh, that's that'll probably be when I get kicked out of the car. I'll get kicked out and the kid will get to go. Yeah, it's all good stuff. So, how many more uh, heats are going on here till you're out here racing again? Should just be this heat race for the pure stocks, um, and then we'll have the sprint feature, the mod feature, and then our feature. Cool. So cool. not too much longer. Yeah, I don't think there's any B mains tonight. The car count is down enough to where it's just going to be heats and then features. So yeah. Sometimes if there's too many, 
they'll have to run B mains to get the final field set. So tonight, don't look like it's going to be that way. Cool. cool. Yeah, it didn't seem like there's as many cars here there was when I was here a few a couple months ago. No. Well, that's what Florence is running tonight as well. So oh, it's okay. there's it, some cars there, some cars here. It's their championship night. And it's the end of the year too. A lot of guys yeah. are broke. You know, not broke. Broken more ways than well, one. Yeah, <laughs> probably broke both, both ways. Yeah, financially I mean, and mechanical. Well, yeah, a car might be broke or just lack of funds, and you decide, you know. Whoa, you, lost whoa, tire. We got a There's a hole in the middle of that track or something. No, no he broke no, an broke, axle. Broken axle. Yeah. Yep, there's the tire came off. There. Wow. Took out, oh, took out another <laughs> car, too. Yes, yeah, he did. And that's the, there's the bad part of racing. You could do absolutely nothing wrong. Something happens in front of you, and, you know. They had a good little race going on, too. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and things happen. You could tear something up, and it's not your fault, but it's not that guy's fault either. Just something broke. Yeah. A couple weeks ago, Dalton, we were in that almost that exact same location. I was running in Michelle's old car. She was off the track already. It's the last lap. Two cars in front of me are fighting. One spins out. He starts – he headed down the track first, so I chose to go around him. And when I chose to go around him, he decided to go back up the track. Oh. So Dalton, Dalton's looking, and after the race was over, I cleared it fine. I passed him, and I cleared fine. Dalton said he goes, he looks and goes, oh great, he's driving straight into the wall. <laughs> I had it under control. He had special tires on it. Oh yeah, I was thinking Days of Thunder. Just right, exactly. Right? You got special I got tires. Those special you, match tires on there. Yeah, you can stay on the top. So that's what I did. But anyway, it was fun. But yeah, that stuff like this happens, to, and then you know, this costs another guy a bunch of money for nothing, no right. fault of his own, which is sad. No, and it wasn't any fault of the racer either. No. It's mechanical this failure just, there. Yeah, it's just things that happen sometimes. Now I'm sure there's times when there's idiot racers out there that cause. Yes. <laughs> no yes. comment. Yeah. It's two no types, comment. right? Yeah. People yeah. screw up and machines break down. So yes. that's the way it is. Yes. <laughs> But you got—I mean—you you blame some of the young drivers, but they've got to learn somehow. They were, the old drivers were young drivers at one right. time. We've all screwed up. We've all done things that you wish you could take back, but you can't. And sometimes you just got to fess up, apologize, and, <laughs> and go hope, from there. And go from there, and hope everything goes good. You know, I've spun some people out I didn't mean to, and I just go suck it up and say, "Hey, I screwed up," and you know, shake hands and go to the next race. All right, well, this is a good time to uh, probably sign off on this little segment. So we're watching the car get hooked up to the wrecker. And we're hoping to get the most experienced racer at the track here up here yet in a pure stock, but he was having some issues, so uh, hopefully he still makes it up here. So, Michelle, any last words before you go out there? Any words for little young ladies out there thinking yeah. about racing? Oh, gosh, now you put me on the spot. Um, do it. Um, I don't let, I said it, I think it was last year, Night of Destruction, Dave put me on the spot, um, came up to the minivan when I was sitting in it and asked me the same exact question. Um, and I told him basically just do it. If you want to do it, do it. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't. Um, I'm down here every week running with 99% male. Um, and I don't let them get to me. I don't stop. Do it. That's awesome. All right. So with that. Let's cross the line, 1524, we'll be right back. Oh, yeah, you're cruising down a road, not a care in the world. Then all of a sudden, what is that sound? That's coming from my car? You know what you better do? You better go see our friends at Hoosier Foreign Auto Service. They'll take care of you. Give them a call. They're located in St. Leon, Indiana. 812 576 2181 and 
get that sound fixed so when you're driving down the road sounds more like this once again go see our friends over at Hoosier Foreign Auto Service you can find them on Facebook or give them a shout 812-576-2181 and get that cowbell fixed because not everyone needs more cowbell All right, we're back here with Cross the Line 1524, and we got the main man. Got the boss. The boss, a man who puts it all together. <laughs> no, uh, Kim, no, Kim's not that, in here. Yeah. <laughs> this is Dave. That's what I was going to say. No. <laughs> so the track promoter. Wait, she, she's not around, is she? No. no, okay, no. I'm the boss. Then. There you okay. go. Well, she right w- now, you're the boss. Until yes. she hears this when it comes out on the podcast in about three weeks. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But he's the boss for in the this right room. amount of money. We can edit that part out. <laughs> in the room, though, he's the boss of everybody under him. That's right. So there That's you right. go. <laughs> so he is the promoter of the Lawrenceburg Speedway, and what an awesome job! This this it's a marquee track right here in Dearborn County, Indiana, in Lawrenceburg. It's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, so he's on no. the job. Yeah, he's I'm on, on the, the job. job. That's all right. You know, we are working. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, as you mentioned, you know, we got a marquee facility right here in Lawrenceburg. And what's funny is there's a lot of people that don't, you know, acknowledge that or realize that we have people come from all across the world every year. They, um, the COVID, of course, slowed them down um, and traveling, but we get them from normally from Australia, New Zealand, uh, Europe, um, all across country or wow. the world it, it's amazing like sprint week world outlaw show when sprint week we have here they come from across the globe and it's it's amazing um and then you know you got people that live locally and like don't even have a clue what's going on oh, oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. you know it's it's um i mean people would give their left leg in some places to have something like this oh yeah there's i mean a lot of racers that would love to have a track like this in their backyard and, and a lot of spectators i mean they just right it, it's if the fan, if the stands aren't full here, it's a shame because there's great, great racing, great racing, and great entertainment for the cost. Exactly. Well, so, yeah, that, that's exactly right. And you know, we we fight it and fight it. You know, that's that's our constant battle is to get new people here. Sure. And we send out um, maybe fifty to hundred thousand free tickets throughout the tri-state to random people every year. I know every night when I get home, we're stuffing envelopes and mailing them out just to get new people here. Because a lot of people in, in general, um, you know, they come, they hear about the race. I ain't going to no dirt track racing. I don't like racing. Well, they, have you ever been? They're like, well, no. I've seen it on TV and stuff. Well, until you get them in the door and in, in the stands to watch this event, the races we put on. Yes, we get people that come, never come before, hate it never come back well that's fine right you have that but we also have a lot of people never been here before that show up and now they're here every week every week um every race so you know we that's a battle we fight is to get people here and most of the time the people that come have a great time and they're coming back exactly well you're not only coming to watch the race you're coming to feel the race because i mean you're you're here with the noise and and with the sound and the engines i mean you feel the cars going by it's not like watching on tv where you turn the volume up yeah you hear it but here you can feel it you know you feel the vibration in your chest and you're alive then it's the experience i mean anything you watch on tv don't do the sport justice whether it's football baseball soccer anything um, unless you're there 
to experience all the sights and sounds, uh, you're missing out. Right. So what got you into race promotion? Well, it's kind of a long story. Um, I started out drag racing. Um, even, I guess, I started out as a crewman for a drag team, which is uh, also a good friend of mine, Jim Huber. And uh, we traveled the country uh, drag racing. And uh, then I started traveling with Gary Rowe, um, drag racing for him and crewing for him. And then I decided to build a race car. So I built a drag car. So I spent probably 15 years uh, drag racing across the country, um, set a lot of records, won a lot of championships. And I was kind of getting tired of traveling around. Um, and the job I had at the time was at Perfect North Slopes, which I still do. I work at a ski area. And uh, everybody's everybody here is jumping up to watch the race. Yeah, keep talking. We're just, <laughs> yeah. just going to stand so up. Michelle's on the track now in her heat. Yeah. So Not that we don't appreciate Dave. But yeah. My daughter's out there. So, <laughs> But anyhow, to make that long story short is I promoted the – or I worked at the ski area. I needed something to do in the summer. And this came up for lease. So I started uh, running the Speedway. It, it was a perfect fit. Well, when you took it, it was still what we call the bowl. What I mean, you were back in the old days. Yeah, the bull ring. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. bull ring. It was. It was a. It really wasn't much of a straightaways. It was just kind of a big, cir- a small circle, a quarter mile quarter high mile. bank, though. But still, it was still a renowned track, even in those days. I mean, it was still well known. Every we, we talked earlier. Everybody who's anybody's been through here. Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart. You know, mm-hmm. all the big names have raced here or raced through here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them still do. Yeah. Yeah, just not too long ago. Um, uh, yeah, go. Dave's got an emergency here. So, but yeah, there's. I mean, there's been drivers through here, and there's and there'll they'll continue to be. So, so, so Michelle's so up to third. Here. Yeah, yeah well, we're here. Goes. We got uh, Michelle's on the track now. So yeah, she started third row outside. She's in third place now. So she started sixth. She's now running third and moving up on the leader. So now, Dwayne, this is her heat race, correct? Yeah, this is heat race. This is setting where you're going to race into the feature. And what she wants to do is she wants to get into second because then they get a redraw for the feature. And you could be in second place in your heat, but start on the pole in the feature just by how the draw happens at the end. So she's got a good fight going here. Yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's coming there. up on second place now. Yeah, she is. I don't know so if there's enough is, laps. This is left. the last lap right here. Yeah, the, the, so she's probably not got enough time. Yeah, the two in front of her are both fast cars, but she's gaining, but she just needs too many yeah, more laps. It's, it's those three cars and nobody behind them. It's it's just those three. So you want me to throw the caution? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need. We need a caution real quick. Right, days back. <laughs> Oh, it's a checkered. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Daylight. Hey, it's still yeah. good. She's so in good. third. She right. in the third. There. She's That's in the great. features. Yeah, so, yeah. Awesome. So, what's the most rewarding part? Of, you know, being the promoter down here and putting the races on for the folks. And I'll save you. Other than working with your wife every Saturday. Thank you. I, I got that one. <laughs> Thank you. you. Um, the most rewarding part is just seeing. You know, we're here all week, every day, sun up, sundown, working, getting everything ready for the races on Saturday. Um, just you work all week and nobody here. Well, then, you know, four o'clock, five o'clock when the gates open, you see the people coming in and they're smiling and the kids are laughing and excited. And, um, it's just, it's, it touches my heart to see that, to see these fans coming in, um, in this place, just coming to life. Because like I said, all week long, you know, I got a crew of six, seven guys here working with me, and it's just us. We're cutting grass, working on the track, and <laughs> all the exciting stuff. Yeah, the exciting stuff. And then on Saturday, boom, you know, there it is—the fans, the smiles, um, 
the memories that are being made just you know touches your heart right. does and yeah and i think i think you know for a lot of these fans they come down here this is their getaway they come down here and and they're leaving you know leaving the the, the problems of the week behind them and coming down here and i think it's a great gift you give uh give the fans that come down here because you come down here you're 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 watching these races and it's intriguing if you don't come down here to the track you just it's 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 just different uh to be right here on site and feeling the cars going around the racetrack it's it's pretty uh, pretty cool thing for anybody that can get down here i'll tell you i want to mention that the fact that it's affordable you can bring your family down and afford to do it yep. compared to going to a pro football game or a baseball game oh, yeah. this is very affordable Absolutely. And it is constant entertainment the entire time you're here. I mean, what is for kids? It's tell me well, that it's, it's for a regular show is sixteen dollars for adults. Kids seven to twelve seven dollars and six and under free. But uh, you know when I I was I grew up going to racetrack. He's go to Queen City Speedway, Winchester, Lawrenceburg, Florence as a kid. And my parents took me, and uh, it was affordable then. I'm sure it was less then. But you know what what made it cool that we could go to the races is because we could pack a cooler right. we could fill it up with pop um chip popcorn <laughs> chips and sandwiches and stuff because we we grew up poor and you know mom and dad had to scrape up all the money they could just to get us into the gate and uh you know we didn't have money for food so she would the only way we could come is to pack a cooler and uh eat at the track and it was awesome and every once in a while we'd dad would sneak us down to concessions and buy us something a candy bar or something and from that secret compartment is billfold you know, <laughs> <laughs> that every we, guy has yeah, yeah we were yeah. wondering about that <laughs> and uh but that and we allow that here i know there's some tracks that don't allow that anymore and it breaks my heart because i know a lot of families you know they scrape up we we actually get people at the front gate coming in with a cups full of change counting out change to pay for a mission because they want to be here and uh they use all the money and all the change they can get and uh and they're carrying a cooler and smiles on their faces. And bringing so. the cooler saves them, though, because that's the extra they don't have, you know, to be able to enjoy an evening out with their family. Absolutely, because, I mean, we all grew up with kids, and, you know, you go to an event, um, what are the kids? They want to eat, eat, eat. Well, yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> They're and, never hungry until they get and here. Drink and drink, so. Some of us adults still want to eat, 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 eat. <laughs> so we make it as family-friendly and affordable as possible. Well, you do a good job. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I come to the gate bought a few beverages and i was like that would have cost me a hundred dollars in a reds game right? oh yeah <laughs> yeah you try know? to try to take a cooler into one of the reds games yeah, yeah exactly yeah, right uh, you're not getting very far but yeah back talking about the track too most people think well you come here on saturday and you just race but they don't realize that this is dirt so asphalt you can leave it alone all week pretty much and it's still asphalt on saturday but with dirt the sun changes the rain you know, you may have rain for three days or you may have no rain for two weeks so you got to prep the track all week long oh my gosh yes um so how much water do you pump on a dry week um probably probably about two hundred thousand gallons of water go wow. on the track wow. wow a lot of water every week on a dry week yeah wow. yeah, so, yeah. It's, but it, there's so much work and most people don't have a clue about the work involved in keeping the track smooth and um, keeping the moisture in it, it's just a constant constant battle and the biggest battles mother nature and what she throws at you during the week and during the races and the wind and um, there's just so many variables about it um, it's a challenge and you know we we have it pretty good every week when we start out and all these darn cars come out here and run 100 <laughs> miles an hour <laughs> and they throw it in the corner and 
dig it up. So then you got to grate it back down. Yep, yep. They they mess it up, and no, it's a uh, um, it's dirt, and that's the bottom line. The, the track's not always perfect. Um, most of the time, it's not. There's always bumps, humps, and dumps, and but that's dirt track. That's dirt track racing. It's every that's what that's what you know. The people that came here to the last race, you know, they're seeing a different race track and a different. Uh, the way the drivers race it it's different every week it's not never it's never the same every week so it's always something different so as a fan you're coming to see oh what's the track going to be like tonight is it going to be dry slick is it going to be dusty is it going to be heavy is there going to be ruts and so that brings excitement and that's you know an asphalt track you're going to see asphalt you come back next week you're going to see asphalt yeah, right, right. i guess uh once in a while you know like daytona a few years back the asphalt will peak up, up and, yeah and that makes all the news and everybody's like oh and it's cool actually that when that happens because it's something different well, then right. they got to drive a, around it and they got to drive around it yep so yeah like here i mean it, what would you call the track right now um perfect yeah, but I mean, this is more. I would call this more of a heavy track right now. Yeah, it's and racers kinda, don't know that's a little bit wet. Yeah, it's a little it's bit hold, tacky still. It's holding moisture really well tonight, and uh, it's the humidity's high. The dew point right. when you yeah. look when you ever whenever you go to a dirt track, and a lot of people don't know this, and it, it baffles me. Even a lot of racers been doing it a long time. When you go to a racetrack before you get there, pull up your weather app and look to see what the dew point is. Dew point means everything on a dirt track. If that dew point's really low. It's going to be dry, slick. Basically, a dew point's the moisture particles in the air. And uh, if that dew point's low, there's no moisture in the air. And any moisture that's on a track is just going to quickly evaporate and it's going to dry up. If that dew point's really high, um, it's going to stay wet. The moisture's going to stay around because there's moisture in the air. And as the sun goes down, the moisture's going to come back and you'll get dew naturally from the uh, dew point and uh, from the sun going down. So it's. There's a lot to it. Right. Yeah, like tonight is a, I call it a heavy track. It's a little wet and it's tacky. Yeah, it's not, I wouldn't say heavy. It's, yeah, it's a little less than heavy, but it's, I don't know, it's not, it's not taking any rubber at all. It's not black slick. So, no. Um, yeah, you know, I, well, I consider when it's heavy, it, you know, it's chunking out and there's big yeah. fluff and stuff. Yeah, that's but true. This is actually it tonight, not to brag or nothing, but it's really turning out great, which, Eight. which is a gamble. <laughs> it's scary. So, well, some guy, well, some guys like some racers like this type of track. Others like black slick. And when he says black slick, that's it looks like pavement. You know, they, it takes rubber so the track turns black. Yeah. And you can hear cars sometimes squealing going around the corners because there's enough rubber on the track you get squealing from the tires. We must have a fan with an issue in the stands. Uh-oh. Yeah. So um, pray yeah, everything's so okay down there. The emergency crews coming up into the stands and yeah, evidently, evidently there's a. A medical emergency going on up there, and I want to. While we're seeing this, I've I've been down here several times this year, and I, you boy, this emergency crew you got here is just top notch. I mean, I've watched them, you know, deal with these vehicle crashes and fires and stuff like that. And uh, I got to hand it to you, you just uh, you just aren't uh, pulling any punches when it comes to to making sure you've got the real real professionals on this you're absolutely right they're the best in the business our safety crew bobby gump and his crew are second to none um they do a wonderful job um they're here every week we're racing and when we're not racing they're going to other tracks and helping out um last night they were over at molar speedway over in ohio helping there with their safety crew so um god love them they do an awesome job 
So uh, a little earlier this evening when I watched down here, I think this is your last event for the season. Is that right? No, we have one more. We have one more. Yes. So you're second in, to the last. In two weeks on October 2nd. And this is your 15th year. Yes. Right? And you did a little uh, employee appreciation thing down here. I watched down here, and you have quite a, quite a few uh, of your staff have been here that whole 15 years with you. Yeah, thank God for them because it's mainly my officials. Um, they've been here from the get-go. Um, thank God because they are a great crew. They know what they're doing. Um, timing, scoring, officiating, everything. They in the flag man and the guy in the lineup shoot. You know they they know what they're doing. You know I can I couldn't be up here. You know if I had a crew that right. hasn't been around that long and knows what they're doing. So um, that gives me a chance to come up here and talk to you guys. But okay. yeah, and That's I think awesome. it I think it says a lot. I think it says a lot about you to have those people sticking around with you for 15 years. Right. It's hard. It's hard as an employer or a business or whatever. Absolutely. Um, it says a lot about you know the, the the people that they're supporting. It is it is especially you know on a Saturday night. Who you know they give <laughs> up they give up their Saturday nights all summer to be here to work and help us and they love it. They do it for the love, but they got to because it's tough. It's tough to be give up all these parties and. Uh, weddings, graduations, and which they yeah, have I'm to venturing to guess there ain't nobody going to get rich doing this every Saturday night, right? <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. So, so tell us about your upcoming event then in October. October seconds are a fall. Na- Who's your fall nationals? It's a USAC sanctioned show. It pays ten thousand to win, and uh, it's it's a big deal for the USAC. Uh, I think it's one of the last ones in Indiana. That they. Uh, have um it's a national touring series it's uh, sprint cars and uh, we also run the i'm sorry the koi uh, auto parts modified that night also and uh yeah it's usually a really big event and the best in the business are here in sprint cars that night right but this is your championship night here so the, the champions will be crowned in your regular yeah. series event yes for our regular uh, four divisions of racings tonight the champions are crowned tonight for that and we'll plug a, a, a past event, the the Night of Destruction, which is also he's a fun night. There's not, or there's a little racing going on that night because my daughter won the enduro race that night. But so for next year, anybody wants to see a, just a fun night, you got monster trucks, you got demolition derbies, you got racing. So check it out for next year. It's Night of Destruction. Get on Lawrenceburg Speedway. I'm sure you'll be doing it again. It's usually about the same time every year. Yeah, and you know I, it's funny because we haven't the past couple of years. I haven't really pushed that event as much because. It sells out. So if you want to come to an event that's sellouts, standing room only, we cut we cut the lines off. This year we, we had to sh- shut the gates at 6 o'clock before the event started because we were sold out. So, wow. That's um, awesome. If you want to see an awesome event, you better get online, LearnsburgSpeedway.com, and order your tickets early because um, if you want to come see it, you better plan ahead. Yeah, you got school bus racing and everything. So my daughter, she gets to drive well, the Barbie bus. So. <laughs> Monster trucks. Monster trucks. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun it's a, yeah, we, we were, were down, we were we were down, down last here. year. And we were, yeah, yeah, we were, my, my wife and I were down this year for that, too. Yeah. So it was a very fun event. It is. And I hate to cut away, but I no, guess you, you, sure you got to take care to do. of. And uh, I have to get back with you guys sometime. And Thank you. I, for, I can relax and yeah. maybe we, have may, a drink with well, maybe you. Maybe you can come to the speakeasy one night and we can do something else, you know, talk a little bit more about racing or that'd something. Be, that'd be awesome. Maybe coming up in the spring. That sounds good. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. Congratulations for 15 years. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Rusted Nail Speakeasy. A private club located right outside of Brookville, Indiana. The drinks are cold. The friendship's warm. 
doesn't get any better. Look for the pink flamingos, and you gotta know the password for the rusted nail speakeasy. Cross the line, 1524. All right, good deal. We're back here with Cross the Line 1524. And it's going to get noisy. It's going to get noisy. <laughs> but I tell you what, we've got, a, we'll say, the most veteran driver out there tonight. The legend. The legend himself. <laughs> so how long how, how long you been racing, Danny? Uh, I turned 16 and I think 63, 64, and go-karts before that, so forever. <laughs> wow. So introduce, uh, introduce him, Dwayne, so everybody knows who he well, is. This is Danny Eichler, and he's been racing at Lawrenceburg before Lawrenceburg was a racetrack, I think. So <laughs> I was here when the one-mile track was here. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That is a long time That's, ago. I was about six years old. Because was this was a horse race track yeah, way back in the all day. All the way around. Went clear back down there, and, and they, they raced on it when I, a couple times when I was down here watching. Oh, did they really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So history goes back further than we thought. So, what? What? I'm trying to look here. So he races pro stocks, correct? Pure stocks. Pure stocks. Pure he runs stock. a pure, pure stock. stock. Okay. He was the one smoking a little bit out there. Did you get that fixed? Yeah, we sent him after some parts. I think we'll make it. Make it good. I think so. That's a different motor, and we couldn't get the parts for my other one, so put that in and. We, last minute, we missed a few things. So. Right. Hope for the best. Yeah, it's easier to work on a track. Sometimes you get it done anyway. Right. <laughs> so do you race any other tracks besides Lawrenceburg? I went to North Vernon, and uh, I was chasing my car. I was having troubles. And, you know, I didn't know if it was me because of my past uh, kind of health problems I had, but I come find out it was... I needed new tires. <laughs> so it wasn't you, it was the car. I was right. We come down here, changed it around, and I won a couple of weeks, three weeks ago. So, Yeah, he that, that car there just rode the wall all the he way did, around. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Did he? I didn't yeah. he, He's over in four now. He's out of the car. Yeah, something broke there. He rode that wall all the way around. So That's never a good sign. So if you mind asking, how old are you, Danny? 73. 73. 73. So are, are you're probably one of the oldest racers still racing. I mean, I know uh, Red Farmer. Uh, I think he finally quit. But Did he finally quit? Around here, Vernler Fevers is still racing. He's like 80. Wow. So you've right? got a few years to go yet before yeah, you can top. Oh, heck. <laughs> he, so, run, he runs over at Florence most of the time. Yeah. Have you ever thought of doing racing anything other than the Pure Stop? Running a modified, well, or you just like the? I'm gonna run a mod in two weeks. Are you? Yeah. Where at? Here. Oh, here? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I put one together for a guy that's over the winter, and he wants me to try it out. So I'll try it, and see what happens. Have you ever driven one before? Or? I'm track champion here three, four times. Oh, so just have to be he, like, he's skilled. Like getting back in the saddle. Uh, yeah, again. exactly. It's amazing. I, I just took it a is. twelve-year break. And, Alan, you whined when you walked up the steps here. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, Danny, what do you do professionally outside? What, what kind of job? Uh, I worked for the Watsons in Indianapolis. I was an electrician up there for okay. 23 years. And 
That was enough of that. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, it's setting forward. He ain't working for nobody but himself now. So your hometown? Um, more jail. I was born in Milan. Oh, great, great. Awesome. So you are truly a local guy here. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah great. Just, that's, if we need too much stuff, we just go home and get it. <laughs> so uh, tell me, uh, what, what keeps you in it? What is it that keeps you in this? As a lot of times I ask myself that, but <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, one feature... That, right. that, that keeps you going. It keeps you going, huh? Three or four weeks. Right. <laughs> so uh, so you, you're talking about history here. Who are some of the big-name guys you've raced against here? Uh, Ross Smith was and Floyd Gilbert and Pat Patrick and Billy Teagarden. Right. All those guys. Super. So uh, I pretty much stayed out of their way when I started. And they got – they like – because I let them go ahead, you know. And I, sure. And then a couple of them like me, and they started giving me tips on stuff. So great, I learned pretty quick. So Danny, you mentioned uh, you moved up out of go karts when you were 16. So what was what kind of cars were you driving uh, at that time? Uh, it was late models here. What wow. uh, what year? What kind of car? I had a '56 Ford. '56 Ford. No <laughs> kidding. Awesome. A late model in '56. That that was a lot different than yeah, a late yeah. model you today. Ain't exactly. Good. You ain't they, good. they look like demo cars. <laughs> Heavy cars too, right? I mean, yeah. all metal, heavy metal cars. Yeah. And, and what got you into racing to begin with? Uh, Chester Chester Pratt. A lot of people don't remember him. He raced down here. He was good. Uh, and he lived down in Elrod. And my dad started going to the races with him. And he just dragged me along. And I, I liked it, so I just stayed. So you just you started racing go karts. So what time? When did you start racing? How do you remember how old you were when you first raced your yeah, first race? Five years old. Five years old. And there's a track right back here behind the behind right. This. Yeah, that I raced there and broke the track record. And I think I still hold track record. So at this point, you've been racing 67 years. Yeah. That is awesome. That's that is amazing. Such, if, that yeah, is absolutely you, amazing. If you count all of them, and when I was 16. My parents had to sign a notarized note that we couldn't sue the track or anything because right. I was underage. You right. were a minor. Yeah, that was it. Man. Yeah, most – I mean, I think that's kind of the rule today still is 16 is yeah. for most classes is yeah, the youngest. Some of them, like you get them, the bigger ones, eight, 18. Yeah, yeah so, and I know – I think Michelle's behind you there. So my daughter's yeah. – the, the Hornet, I think, is 14 to start, which is the beginner class. Yeah. But not going near as fast, so – so well, starting to. So, a question for you: Is there one race in your life that was just the greatest thing? That was the, that is the most memorable race for you? Oh, really? I run fourth place in seventy uh, something World One Hundred up in Eldora. Up in Eldora. Oh, oh wow! Great. And the World One Hundred. That's the. That's the premier big, race that's the for everybody, yeah. yeah. Just to make that. Yeah, oh yeah, to make the show was a I'm win. I'm pretty happy. Well, yeah, for a, yeah. For, you know, for a local guy, that's... And I took a large bird car up there. Oh, wow. No kidding. One wow. that I run here during regular weeks. And we took it and ended up with qualified 10th fastest. That put us in the show. Well, that's good. So is it... If, if you had to pick one track that you've raced at, because you probably raced at a bunch of tracks. Yeah. What Do you have a particular track that's just fun? 
that you enjoy the like I don't know the I race too. For me, it's Winchester. I race. That's my adrenaline track. Yeah. You know, is there a track that you like better than anywhere? No. Being to me, this one like this, I kind of like this one. I I like to win it with little. Yeah. Any track you can, you know, it's a challenge to get to get around there fast. Right. And once you figure out little tricks and everything, you like coming back because you pretty much know what you're going to get when you get there. That's great. This is fun and Eldor is fun. You get some pretty good speed up there. So. Yeah. So if you had any advice you'd give any young kids coming up through the thing, what would you give them? Oh. <laughs> right. well, no, no girlfriends and don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> because you'll lose every one of them every time, right? Yeah, I, I lost two marriages, and I don't know how many girlfriends. <laughs> but that car, you could shut it off and put it away, catch it. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Oh, funny. Funny, funny. Yeah, That's if awesome. You, if you find one that'll go to the races and help you on the car, you better keep her. Yeah. yeah, I got I, I got lucky there. My wife put up with all the crap I did the travel into the race, and she was always there, and she was my crew for a lot of years. So that's it. Well, I'll tell you what, that was uh, I I absolutely just totally enjoyed speaking to you over this. You got sixty seven years of experience, and and you you can tell today it's the life of you. You can tell that you enjoy it, and uh, you find a lot of spirit in there that keeps yep. you going. It is. That's what I tell young guys. You know, you just you got to keep trying. That's right. great. I mean, I this year I thought I, you know, I was a fourth place car. I couldn't go to where, and then figured something out. Figured something out. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep trying keep stuff. Trying. So I, I'm sure. Is it, do you have a, a a particular? Whoa! The mic's falling out there. <laughs> I didn't break it. We didn't break it. <laughs> you didn't break it. <laughs> Turn it up a little there bit. You there you go. Okay. So do you got a you got I'm sure you got racing story. So do you got a story that you can tell that we can tell with kids around that uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure there's probably a thousand of them, but you have a couple stories that, you know, memorable things that happened or maybe not even racing, but just yeah. part of being I mean, cuz people say the racing family is you know, your your competitors sometimes are your best friends too. So Yeah. Um, Not to put you just, on the spot. Just trying to, you know, you work all week and all week, and then you get to the racetrack and you still work. Right. Because a lot of people say, if you get here on time, you didn't work on your car enough. But that's the best. We'd work on it, and, you know, you might get here and it might not even run, but you still kept doing it. And some of the towing, getting two tracks can be. <laughs> yeah. That can be a problem. So I asked uh, some of the other drivers this tonight. I'm going to ask you the same. Was there ever a time where it scared you to the point where you just about got out of the car? No. No. You stayed in it every time. Yeah. You ever? What's the worst? I mean, you have a couple bad crashes in your career too, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. You ever roll one a couple times? Yeah. Yeah. Right down there in that corner. Okay. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's great. But I don't. You just you're not going to get hurt. That's all you. You got to think that way. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get scared, you scared might, of it, that, you're that is dangerous. Well, then you're going to get hurt. Because then you try to not wreck, and that's usually when you do wreck. Yeah. Right. Right. 
you gotta res- you gotta respect it, but yeah. you also gotta be cautious of being becoming afraid. Yeah, just be smart and you know pick your times. And sometimes you might run fifth or sixth, you know, but you didn't make any dumb moves. Right. You could have got you know I'd have got third if I had crashed, but that doesn't right. count. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> So, Danny, as we're talking with you or watching a sprint car race, you ever been in one of those machines? Uh, I tried one, but they they wasn't really good cars. I just decided at the time I had good modified rides, and, and I was racing, so I didn't. I just forgot about the sprint cars. Do you think they're crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I see that, like, these guys are crazy. Right? Yeah, I mean, you watch them guys. That, like Gary Blue, I mean, he ran around there wide open. I mean, right. it's crazy. Right. But that's what what it takes. There yeah, you go. You got to live on the edge on, in yeah. the sprint cars. That's that's where they're at. If, if you don't live on the edge, you're not winning. So. Well, I'll tell you what, I, th- I think you probably got to get headed back to the pits to get See, ready for get the heat race. So, hey, we, we'll give you a mile. It's a little time to make that half-mile walk back to the pits. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it up here. I can see how the tracks change. <laughs> there you go. There you go. A yeah, it's starting to get a little black it's on the top. Been a, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank yeah. you for your Thank, absolutely. thank you, uh, you for having me up here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Thank, thank, thank you. Very much. Nice. Have a well, safe race. Thank you. Right, Good thank luck. You. Thank you. What an awesome, awesome evening at the Lawrenceburg Speedway. We want to thank everybody who was a guest on the show, uh, and we cannot wait to do it again. You got to hear some legends. You got to hear some kids who are going to get the chance at Butler Tech to work on race cars. You got to hear some uh, great racers and, of course, the promoter of the track. That makes it all happen. If you get a chance next spring, once racing starts, make sure you check out the Lawrenceburg Speedway in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger. For Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, and Ruben Hunt, we'll see y'all next time. Out the door.